Attention, everyone. Turn it up. Come on. Street certified. Plug one, two. Um, when you guys look back, even though Zach, you're really young, but when you look back, you know, do you feel like you guys have been more of bridge burning? I don't give a fuck type uh, relationship people, or even just in general, like for work mm-hmm. friendships. Do, do you guys find it like, man, I wish I could readjust that. Man, I wish I could do that again. I don't know about readjusting. I think, um, you know, bridge burning, that that was never really my thing. Oh, I love that. Me yeah, it's not my thing either. <laughs> that's right. the opposite of me. Charles. Can't wait to do it, can you, Charles? That's my, No, that's my thing, too. And if they are, if they want to be in your life, then they will find an effort. Or, like, they will make an effort and they'll find a way to be in it. Yeah. So yeah. they'll come back to you if that was the case. I mean, there is a thing about like letting go of thing, not not like forcing relationships to happen and mm-hmm. keep them, you know, at a certain level all the time. I mean, I think there is a time when you just have to let the relationship be where it is. And that was, uh, you know, a chapterial part in your life. And that's it. You know, you don't have to come back to it. So, so I'll talk to Joe and Zach about this mm-hmm. because uh It's a little bit different when you're interning and going to school and trying to pursue something, right? Absolutely. Would you, wouldn't you say your first one or two internships are meant for you to do all your fucking up, even though you're going to school? <laughs> yeah. Still, right? I agree. You know, I mean, let, let's give me one thing that where you, not necessarily you wish, but you look back and go, I probably should have done that differently. Like in interning or in school. Interning, I still have that. Fox Sports memory in my mind of when they let me go and it was because I called the wrong guy an asshole. <laughs> right. But in a joking manner and he's like the type that was uptight and like you could tell like he was the kind that got teased in high school so oh. like yeah like everyone treated him poorly but I was the nicest person to him and then he treated me like shit since I was an intern so like there was this one day when I called him an asshole because he was being an asshole but in a joking manner and then like he just took that to the board like the person high up and I got fired. So like, yeah, like he was a dick, but I also realized like I should have been more aware of like who I called an asshole. <laughs> right. Be- because yeah, of that point. At work. You know, because at that point when you're with a big machine like Fox, mm-hmm. the Jay Moore show. And Clear Channel, yeah. And, and Clear Channel. I mean, there's no fucking around. Uh-huh. Like I, I've mentioned before um, for, for Sirius Satellite, for a music station, Uh, there was like a two second gap. It wasn't even my fault, but I should have been on the ball. One of the board OEM lights was there was a light right there. So when I tried to play the next um, c- commercial into a bumper, yeah, there was like a one and a half second, two second delay, which on my end, I thought I was pretty fast. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. where's the gap? I saw the light. Boom. I hit it. Yeah. So by the time the bed of songs were lined up on the audio vault or what do you guys use, what do you guys use right now? Wide orbit? For you guys uh, over at Salem yeah. or Salem, we use next gen. Okay. So they use next gen. So that way the music's aligned and it plays it by itself. Uh-huh. Right. The moment the songs were lined up and he saw it, I was like about 10 feet away from the board turning around. Then he threw his fucking sandwich at me. Really? His program director. Whoa. He threw a sandwich at yeah, you. Yeah. You guys have never, you, no, guys never story. you remember the story. Yeah. Maybe you feel it more because you've, 
interned, right? So, yeah. Yeah. you know, the pain. And I even remember going like, who the fuck throws a sandwich, especially next to... Open like, sandwich, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't even like in a wrap. Yeah. No. Did he have like, you pick it up, too, or no? No, I picked it up on my own conscience. Okay. I just acted mm-hmm. on it. Okay. I, I'm not going to look at it and go, well, you pick it up, sandwich thrower. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and all he was saying was like, dude, are you about this shit? Are you okay. about radio? Are you about being good? Okay. Then why the fuck are you fucking up like that? Didn't even have a chance to fire back. Oh, okay. shit. You know, and this dude, the problem was this dude is really tight with his board work. Like, yeah. I, I I was, I always marveled mm. at his radio work because he, right. he's just really tight. Yeah. You know, yeah. just, he he was on point. Jeez. So I, did you want to fire back or was there any type? Of I didn't, blood? I didn't, my mind, because I'm older from an older generation, it, it, it's because I did fuck up. I should have checked all, all the lit buttons before the shift. Oh. Right. I should have checked it. Uh-huh. There was one odd button that was not lit. Right. So to me, uh, I, I should be culpable about that. Right. But what's the comeback to a sandwich? You know. Uh, you know, I was thinking about going to eat HR. You think it up and you eat it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next time. Right. You're yeah, not, send it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Turkey avocado is so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. But but in, in regards to personality traits, I, I suspect as I look at the Villamater siblings and Joe, you guys were pretty level headed. Or yeah, were you guys exactly, pretty yeah. mouthy at well, particular points? I mean, I've had like, you know, I've been fired a few times. And I've no, like, you know, it, it was just like one time I was doing a, um, I was doing like a, a, what do you call those fucking surveys, you know, uh, phone surveys and shit, you know, uh, telemarketing and I kind of went off script and, and they, and they, one guy, like after I finished an interview, like, or whatever, they, they called me in and he's like, Hey, I listened in and you weren't going by the script. You kind of skipped a couple questions. And it's like, you know, I'm, I'm talking to an old lady yeah. and she said, oh, I don't like to ch- I don't like to take boats or I don't I've never gone on a cruise. And the next like four questions were, what was your experience on the boat? And it's like, OK, well, you didn't like the cruise, so you don't have experience in the it, boat. It was like a if or if not question. That no, it was like you got to go through all these questions regardless of what regardless of what wow. it was. That was the uh. script. But then like she just already said, I don't like it. And you're like, yeah. okay, I'm not going to ask her those questions. Right. She- and I'm like, OK, I'm, I'm like halfway through. I'm just I just need to get it so I can log this this full fucking um, call. call. Right. Survey. And then he, he was like, well, we have to let you go. And I was like. Fuck you, man! Like you said that, yeah. And I was like, I was like, you're gonna you're gonna kick me out for you're gonna fire me over this, yeah. over this shit because like, you're still sticking to the salesmanship yeah. aspect, right? Yeah. yeah, I was just like, I mean, she already did you did you listen to all this shit? And then you know, like during that time, I was like, I'm about to go outside and fuck his car up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't though. I didn't. I just, I, I mean, I left, um, right. and uh, you know, I, I never went back. But but do you still think about it? Nah, you know what? There was a couple of months where I was like, man, if I see that dude at the gym, I'm like going to try to spit on him or some shit. (laughs) But it was was way too early in your uh, job career stage. Yeah, I mean, it was just fuck it. That was just summer job. job, That makes a lot of sense now to me because those those people who call. I, I always, I'm always wondering, like, why are they asking me these stupid questions? <laughs> I just yeah. said I didn't like yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> I've been through that. Right, right, right. I mean, and you were humoring them already by, yeah. just by taking the, answering the questions. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But I, I, I don't know. 
I, I've, I've tend to be uh, not consistent with uh, survey phone calls. <laughs> sometimes I'm just a total prick. Oh, yeah. uh, sometimes you have to be. Yeah. Right. And then sometimes I'll totally engage. Mm. Right. Because yeah. Those, you know, those <laughs> moments you're like, fuck right. it, why not? Right. Or, or I'll just go like, so what else can you offer me on top of that? Right. <laughs> I'm at a hospital right now. I'm waiting for Dr. Albers, the gastrointestinal guy. So go ahead. Go ahead. You caught me right at the right time. <laughs> you caught me at the right time. By the way, I, I'm, I'm tire kicking and I'm not going to buy your product. Go ahead and tell me. It's like, you know how when people used to steal car radios? Yeah. It's like if one was out, you install a car radio just to make them fucking scratch their head. It's like... <laughs> I don't no, know. But okay. uh, I, I, I don't know. It, it it sometimes maybe it is when you get older. Yeah. You just entertain the time to fail. Right. right. You know, yeah. I, I get it. You become that old person sometimes. Oh, good. Someone's coming to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do. They do like it. Like elderly people, when you call, yeah. I think they tend to be the ones that talk more, right? Yeah. yeah. I, right. It depends. Yeah, but but yeah, this in this case, it was an elderly lady. I always wanted nice. to do the Jerry Seinfeld thing where he's where he's like. Uh, I'm busy right now. Could you give me your home phone number? I'll call you later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you feel, motherfucker? <laughs> right. Uh, so w- when you get reprimanded or corrected, is it tougher when it's someone you respect? And is it easier in general when it's someone you don't respect? or which? which it's the one? opposite for me. It's the opposite for you. Yeah, okay. it's tougher if it's someone I don't respect. Because I feel like they don't know what they're talking about. You get more angry? Yeah, yeah, I'm more okay. angry. But, but I never that lose makes it. That makes sense. I always keep it under wraps. You've always been one of the cooler heads I've ever known. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You I, always. Uh, always aloha. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shirt. I should, put, I should put that as a shirt. For you, Jovan? Uh, I'm, I'm growing up a people pleaser, so I'm not really one to say fuck you to your face. I mean, I might vent to someone else about sure. it but i'm not one to be to add fi- uh fuel to the fire so, like if there's some confrontation i don't want to i want to back away rather than so what's fight. worse someone you respect or someone that has no work ethic trying to reprimand you no it's worse when it's someone that has no work ethic because it's uh. like who are you to lecture me about exactly this you ain't shit? Doing shit yeah exactly you're fucking around 10 times worse than me and you're going to yeah. get on me about yeah. this one little thing that you happen to observe at that moment in time. Come on, fuck you, get out of so here. So there are two different types of pains. How about for you, Zach? <laughs> uh, I would say I've experienced both and to a point like it could be actually be either or, but right now I would say like I would be more insulted if it was a person that I didn't take seriously. But I have been in the case where like a person I respected uh, reprimanded me and I was just like dude I let you down I'm so yeah. sorry like, there you know, it is you feel yeah. you yeah. feel disappointed in yourself yeah, like ugh yeah. Yeah. there it is like, like I feel so shitty you yeah. know like, like there's two di- two different types of pains yeah. right like fuck you ain't doing shit yeah. right. and there's yeah. the anger man I, I, oh god it's like my parents fucking hates me because I didn't put in any effort I'm yeah. sorry master right because that's the worst yeah. that's so that, the worst yeah. when is that the sandwich like, moment for you oh yeah beautiful Jay mm-hmm. uh, absolutely that sandwich yeah. moment. it is absolutely that where I couldn't even react yeah yeah. yeah. but you know when you think about it and overthink <laughs> when you overthink about it that's yeah. when you go like dude I should talk to human resources about this 
<laughs> I really should. Oh, yeah. It's or sandwich harassment. Or get him in a triangle and fucking choke <laughs> right, him out. Right. Dude, well, I got fucking, I had to take off pickle juice off my fucking shirt. Yeah. <laughs> this is like one of my dopest shirts. That's what I experience a lot more is the whole, because I back away and I think about it later. I'm like, why the fuck did I take that? Why did I yeah. take that? I should have said something. Ooh. But in the moment, you're just... Oh, you feel I, I guess my default is oh it's my it is my fault oh my god I did something wrong but then I think about it this is many times where Jason gets my call I'm like why the fuck did I do like, you should have just said something and you didn't bottled up rage for, for, for Zach and Jovan that might be younger sibling syndrome yeah. oh. because we're, we're at the bottom of the list there's the older sibling there's True. the mom uh-huh. then there's, there's the dad Oh, so the higher. Are you the youngest? Like the yeah. youngest of between me and him, he, I'm the younger. Are you the youngest? I'm the youngest. I'm four. the youngest too. Uh, so right. it, it's one of those things where, <laughs> you know, um, being the youngest in, in a family in the social cast. You're, you're already like the inferior. Correct, because all the corrections f- gets uh, filtered all the way down to you. Maybe it is. What well, what I'm finding, I I don't know what I, what I observe. I think um, like in general, like like minorities don't. Um, rail against authority um, too too easily. Like it's usually the one who makes the stink is usually like a white person. <laughs> that's like not to be racial, but yeah, but they're 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 not like, to be racist, you, you but racial. <laughs> yeah. right. You can't tell me what to do. You know, yeah. and, you, do you know? know who my father is. Like, yeah, <laughs> or or just like they know whatever policy, and you're like, you know, and they bring it up, and you know. And, well, I've been to the satellite offices in New York. Yeah. And it's like there's like sassy Puerto Ricans there okay. that'll totally interrupt your meeting. Excuse me, bosses, <laughs> but this is my stapler. <laughs> this is my stapler. <laughs> like the totally just the secretary, I love it. right? I love it. Right, you know, and and they're just so sassy. Where it's like you get all the corporate heads just looking like, oh shit. Like what the hell? Just oh, happened? I'm sorry. Here's like, a stapler. <laughs> you want me to work on a Saturday? Ah, <laughs> uh-uh, according to the bylaws. Right. You better pay me double double time. Right. You know it, it, it's one of those cases. So if they ever try to fire them, is the boss gonna just look straight at the ground? It, it's just... probably like uh, like with land landlords, right? Yeah. In California, it's the toughest thing to do is to let go or or evict someone. Or yeah. evict someone. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So um, in the case of Shaq and Kobe, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Sha- Shaq was a giant. Kobe was an up and coming giant. And and, and it it feels like to us Laker fans, mm-hmm. uh Shaq Shaq's effort was out of just just where Kobe was like he was really trying to push. Yeah. Really yeah. hard. Yeah. You know, um maybe we can pull up the audio in it a little bit. But how did you guys we'll start with uh, with with Zach, how did you view that whole Shaq Kobe thing? I viewed it as Kobe was overtaking the throne way too soon and it was still Shaq's time. As a kid, like I thought like Shaq could do no wrong because I was still a Laker fan at that time. But now that I look back, I was like, yeah, that's actually the right decision to have done. Like, to, to move from Shaq to Kobe. Yeah. Oh. They made the, the right decision. I mean, like you got to look ahead to the future and like now that we see what happened with Shaq, like there wasn't that much left in the tank anyways. You know, Kobe was the bright future. Yeah. That was a. Uh, uh, I, I feel similarly. Like I sided with Shaq because um, he was the guy. As soon as he came, it turned everything around for LA. 
and and to just you know push him out for this younger guy it, it, i thought it sucked but in retrospect yeah this is better we got two more rings after that yeah three yeah three? Three. oh you mean after shack after shack after shack yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any my Golden State fan? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, again, yes. I I was not the hardcore Laker fans that I am surrounded with right now, but I did observe it, and the way that I interpreted it was that yeah, there's this young buck in town. Yeah, he, uh, he might be a little braggadocious, a little flashy. Um, he's young, you know. He has this young vibe about him, and Shaq just wanted to make sure. Okay, you know I'm king, right? But then Kobe was probably like, well, why do you have to be king? Why does it have to be a king? It's just so two egos kind of clashing. That's what I kind of saw it as. Yeah, I'm, I'm just Kobe made me become a Laker fan, really. Or like he kind of like, you know, just seeing how he worked, um, you know, he, he was he was given, you know, the oh, the next Jordan kind of thing early. And then. I was like, oh man, this guy's just gonna fall flat because you know everyone that's that's been given this expectation uh, has hasn't done that well, and you know for to see him develop, I was like, oh, this guy's about it. So you know, I was I was quick to move with with on Kobe's side, and you know Shaq, you know coming in. I'm going to heal. I, I get hurt on, on company time. I'm going to heal on company time. That kind of attitude can, just didn't sit well with me. So, yeah. So because we're also big podcast and radio heads, uh, yeah. you know, Shaq has a podcast. Right. Good for him mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. uh, because he can be if he's anchored the right way, which he does have an anchor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he can be really good with all this training on TNT. Yeah. yeah. Man. Which is ironic because normally you go from radio to TV, but yeah. from him, he's going TV to radio. Right. Yeah. Which I would have thought he would have just hosted it. He would have been capable. To, to host his own pod, podcast. Own podcast, yeah. But now he has a he has a uh, a host on the show. Sure. I haven't I, I haven't listened to it, it though. I think I there's like know. two actually. I forgot what their names are. Okay. Yeah, but you could tell they're very radio trained. Right. In the way they speak, yeah. Um, we have some audio from. Uh, this is from. Um, let me see here. I I got first take. First yeah, take. ESPN yeah. first take. Here we go. Efficiencies finally forced Kobe to appreciate and miss what he had in Shaquille O'Neal. That is correct. It's not the only thing, but that is a major thing. They're in reference to playing with Dwight Howard My two cents from a distance was always that in the end, young Kobe, remember six and a half years younger than Shaq, did help run Shaq out of Los Angeles. Is that fair to say? Yes, in the sense that Dr. Jerry Buss went to Kobe because Shaq was looking for a $100 million deal. Mm-hmm. And Dr. Buss looked at Kobe and told Kobe, I'm going to hand the reins to you. I don't want to pay Shaq this money. I'm going to give you the franchise. Can you handle this? And Kobe gladly said yes at that time because Kobe wasn't particularly fond of being Shaq's teammate. That is true. It wasn't Kobe awesome. going to Dr. Buss and saying, I want Shaq out of here. So with that moment right there, do you guys agree with that statement that Kobe, the keys should be given to Kobe or I, I, I'm kind of signing Zach still at this point. I mean, obviously the better trade is trade him a year too early than a year too late. Mm. But I thought at that point there was still so much potential of winning at least two, three more rings together. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So uh, do you guys agree that at, at this point, Kobe owns the reins of the Lakers' stardom, or is it still a shared 
equity between them two. Oh. Oh, for the ones that they they. Right, like how do you together. see the stardom at that point? Not so at, much at this the, point. At, at two thousand four. Two thousand and four. <laughs> yeah, I I think yeah. um it, it's it's definitely a shared, but more so on the Shaq side. You know, he has more equity in in it than than Kobe, but. What what would you give in the hundred uh, percent range? Sixty forty, fifty five forty five. Maybe fifty five. Maybe sixty forty. Sixty forty. Even sixty five thirty five. Maybe, but sixty forty would be fair for Kobe. For Shaq. Over Shaq. Over Shaq. Oh, who would have the higher percentage? Shaq still. Oh yeah, two thousand four. Oh, as far as equity in the team, yeah, absolutely. Shaq is. Yeah. You know, but you know, going back to their comments about about Jerry Buss saying, Doctor Jerry Buss saying. Look, we're gonna give you the. We're, we don't want to pay him the money. I mean, when you're when you're faced with that kind of business decision, then you know you're gonna say, okay, well, forty percent, and we're gonna bump you up. You know, we're gonna we're gonna split the the sixty percent. We'll give you seventy percent, and then the equity, the thirty percent, will go into the team. I personally think that a lot of things that got that gets lost when you're talking about a team is that the fans are gonna have one opinion because they rally behind their their star and whatnot, but then the owner has to think forward in the future. Right. And yeah. at that point, you know, Shaq, he was dominant, but it's like he wasn't spring chicken as much as, much as he, you know, he's been a bit seasoned and whatnot. So maybe they had this foresight of, okay, he's going to get a little older, you know, who knows how his joints are going to do. Maybe we do have to look to the future and we do have to find our next star. And that's probably Kobe. Yeah, uh, like I said, in retrospect, it, it, it turned out better uh, the way it went. But at the time, I was like, what are they doing? Yeah, me too. I was you like, <laughs> well, he lost two years in a row, once to uh, Duncan in 2003, and then 2004, it was you ben know Wallace the, the, the Wallace Pistons. brothers and whatnot. So, I mean, you, you lose two different ways, and it's like, well, maybe you're not the, the dominant force that you were three years uh, ago. But was that Shaq? In 2004, or was it more so Kobe? Because I remember, like, wasn't Kobe the one that was being stingent? Like, I would say it's still, like, I agree it's 60-40, but, like, obviously that 40% was impactful to the Lakers at that point for the finals to, like, determine, like, whether... I've said this before. Yeah. If Horace Grant was healthy, if Karl Malone was healthy... Yeah. At best, six games. Huh? At best six games because you know that's when the transition of the perimeter game was changing with Tayshawn Prince and R- Rip Hamilton. But the fact that Shaq said, "You know what? Let me heal on company time." Yeah. So by that point, mm-hmm. he should have been a monster. Kobe had a terrible shooting percentage mm-hmm. at yeah. that finals. Horrible. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why they. I mean, I know why they let go of Slava Med, uh, of, of Robert Ori instead of Slava Medvedenko. Mm-hmm. But if you would have had the foursome lineup, if your fours and fives were all healthy, if you would have had Ori Shack, uh, Horace Grant, and Carl Malone, not to mention uh, Rick Fox had had an injury for 04. Right. Uh, yeah. Not to mention Derek Fisher had an ailing foot. Yep. And then there was the discrepancy between Gary Payton. 2003, I thought was a case of they just won three in a row. Right. They just got broken, and then you know what? This Manu, um, Parker, Parker, and you know um, Tim Duncan thing. Yeah. Well, Robinson was, was still there too, right? No. No, Robinson retired after the first championship oh, that they really? won in ninety nine. Ninety nine. The asterisk. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was still around. No. 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 He, he was done then. So for me, uh, it, it's hard, you know, because if, if if you're Kobe and you're coming up when you're from a different generation, you're younger. To 
I mean, you have all the skill set to be both Jordan and kind of like, I don't know, Isaiah Thomas also. It it was a combination of both. The, the the way Kobe's penetration handles and, and uh, driving to the basket ability. Robinson was there for 2003. Was oh. he? Yeah. He left after he won oh, the second Oh, after time. that one. Yeah. So okay. that was his final ring. That was his final that ring. That was his final uh, ring. So, okay, great. Yeah, that's why it was like so impactful because the Spurs, here they have two surging stars and they still had the Twin Towers down low. I do remember the highlights of, of Kobe dunking on him though, like... You know, in the in in the previous championship runs, like the two thousand two, two thousand one, Duncan on Robinson, on Robinson. On Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. he bagged him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it doesn't surprise me that in two thousand three he was there. Yeah, okay. I probably just remembered that wrong. Yeah, but the only other thing is uh, probably a lot of monetary, monetary, and and like glamour and branding regret is look at how they took care of Kobe money yeah. wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Kobe is branded a Laker. Him and Magic are. Yeah. I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. I love Kareem. Yeah. But he's he's won a ring in a previous organization. Mm-hmm. He was a trade. Shaq was a trade. But Shaq could have been the second right. Kareem. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm Easy. saying? Yeah. yeah. You know Bob. Uh, you know Bob Cousy and them from from like the Celtics. You know, you still revere them when you hear that name. Yeah. And then we right. don't even fucking give a shit about those people. Right. <laughs> so it's like Kobe, uh, Magic, Jerry West. Those are like, those are the golden children of, yeah, of the I Lakers. Mean, straight lineage from birth. Yep. So yep. That, that that's a whole different. And, and Kareem is forgiven from being traded. Right. He's yeah. kind of like yeah. the adopted pseudo child. Right. <laughs> like the blind side. <laughs> right. You know, um. Joe Van, I think you have mm-hmm. some news on Fat Jew. Oh, okay. So I have, there's a bit of Fat Jew. <laughs> That's a weird way to say. <laughs> a bit of Fat Jew controversy. Okay. For, for, for those of you who don't know who's listening, uh, Fat Jew is a YouTube. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. And, and, and Instagram star. I mean, he was one of the first people to ever interview Amber Rose on YouTube. Ooh. Uh, oh, so, really? Oh, so he yeah, he had an established ide- uh, personality on YouTube also. And okay. to add to that, he was he's actually one of the featured players in this uh, show as a Showtime show called 3 a.m. And Great so that's show. how I found out about him. Great show. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I'll yeah, say nonetheless. I, I love the stories of the photographer. Yeah, the Carol guy. Yeah, he's it, it's it's but it's it, I think it's a. Kind of like an emphasis on how social media, right, has kind of made these stars. A little bit. You know, yeah. there's the, the the black female DJ mm-hmm. and there's the pro- the escort. Yes, yeah, yes. So, so but say, back to you, sorry. Okay, no problem. This is the uh, Guardian article. The Fat Jew. Joke stealing parasite or social media genius? And it goes on to say, in some circles, Josh Ostrovsky, which is the Fat Jew, is a media social media superstar. In others, he's a shameless thief, building a humor-based brand out of jokes written by actually funny people. He's been a thorn in the side of comedians for some time, but it was his signing with talent agency CAA last week that sparked off a wave of online fury. So before I pass this to the comedians of the crew, Joe O and Zach, is it Salt Zach? Is that, is that your... What? But, but, but wait, we're, we're christening you Zacky Boy now? <laughs> Zacky Boy. <laughs> you know what it is? <laughs> you know what? If we're on track life, I mean, a shout out to Nicky Boy, right? Yeah, yeah. I gotta give a shout out to Nicky Boy. But and it also sounds like I come from like the 80s, like Z- the Grandmaster Flash's crew. Zacky Boy, he sounds like he should be on like Happy Days or something. 
Zachy boy. Zachy boy. It sounds Zachy like boy. you're the, the up and coming deli guy at the New York fucking del- delicatessen. He's the runner. Zachy boy Run coming down. up. You should see his chops behind the chop liver. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. So before we, we start with you guys, with Jay, you had an opinion on, uh, on a text. From, yeah. from pre-production like how it's very easy to yeah, like be man. indifferent but what did you mean by that i mean so what i said was that it, it, it i think this story coming to light was was important because you know as a consumer and i'm gonna put myself in that in in that uh box as well i i see you know i follow the fat jew on instagram and um you know i i like a lot of his posts but you know the thing is is that they're finding is that he's just taking these from other people. Now, for me as a consumer, I don't give a shit where it comes from. I just know that it, I get it and I get to consume it and get my daily laugh. But, you know, from the people that have put these things together and that, you know, have that creativity, they're getting lost in the wind. They're not getting paid. So, yeah, this is an important story. I I agree. I mean, I don't agree with that. I'm more of a well, shit, he stole it. That sucks. He doesn't deserve any type of money. That's right. It. I mean, because I've done it, too. You know, it's like I've po- I've found I found some funny meme. And, you know, just because I can get 30 likes. I, I mean, I, I have, you know, used the repost app. I've also, you know, credited it sometimes. But there are times where I'll just cut it out and just send it out to my friends or whatever. And you guys can get a laugh out of it without really giving credit to the, the person who made it. But at the same time, I think it's different, a little bit different in the sense that he's getting paid right. to do what he's right. doing. Right, and then I think that, and that's where... he has followers, he's doing sponsors yeah. and everything. And that's and like, where he's building his brand on, right? That's the right. foundation. Right, exactly. It's other people's work. So, with having two comedians in the show, <laughs> uh, let's start first, before your opinion about this, let's start first with the, the, rule, of, the rule of stealing jokes the rule of dude you just fucking said what i said because in radio when you go do pre-production you don't say someone's point Mm -hmm. right you don't say someone's point yeah right you know or at least like what you said but sometimes but if if, you said it Mm -hmm. so you should give that person's opinion the shine right right so elaborate first for our listening audience this, this is the joke stealing aspect. How painful it is. What's cardinal rule? Murphy's law. Do you do you want to go? You go first. Uh, we'll yeah, go with the old school point first. So. <laughs> yeah, man, that's that's painful, especially if uh, people don't understand. Like the it, you, 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 people think it just spills out of you. <laughs> you know, you you work at this. You uh, you know you you write. You work at it every day. You try it in front of people. You bomb. And uh, for someone to not go through that process and take the gems and and be like, okay, you know, this is mine, uh, it's horrible. Like, I, it's they should be flayed. <laughs> flayed. <laughs> I'm trying to get That's enough cold. time to show you this meme that I made. That, that means slayed faggot, right? Slayed. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to get enough time. I don't think I could. I do have enough time. But there is this. Um, for example, like this is a personal story. Like I made a meme with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he's getting arrested. Yeah. And it says, uh, "When you see a guy talking to Bay," and it's just like it was really good on Facebook. It got a lot of likes on Instagram. The next day, another comedian, he's like a Mexican comedian uh, that I know, takes it, puts it in words. Like I just have it as caption. He puts it in words on a meme, oh, 
and then like just acts as if like it, it was his idea. He made it. Yeah, uh, exactly. So that's the thing. Like it's whether like you give credit to the person that originally made it. Exactly. It was like, Dr. Bus. <laughs> it was yeah, Dr. Dr. Bus. <laughs> he Dr. Did Bus, it. man. Came <laughs> back from the dead and did it. You know? <laughs> like uh, I posted something yesterday, but I'm pretty sure like since people know I don't post that kind of memes, that it's not my style, and it's not like mm -hmm. I'm not really omitting to like me doing it. Neither was uh, Fat Jew, though. Like, he was emitting, like, the freedom of expression, saying, like, these aren't saying who created like it or justifying not. it. He's right. trying to justify right. what he's doing. And so, like, he had that same type of style. Like, he had, like, a format to his page mm -hmm. where you saw the same type of format for the meme. Oh. And that's why people thought it was funny. But then you would also see in the comments going, like, hey, he's, this is my meme. And then, like, later on, like, yeah. for a lot of the times, he would have to go back and, like, give photo credit. Oh, uh, right. yeah, yeah. And he doesn't even really give credit. He, he does now. Yeah, no. he, he puts the name, maybe. He doesn't really say, like, you know. Yeah, Villa said it. Like, he does now, but, like, before then, it, they, like, there were so many comments of, like, comedians going, like, he just snubbed me. Like, he was like, yeah. oh, so well. Like, yeah. oh, oh, well. Yeah. And, and some uh, people have found out that he's, I don't know if it's him or his interns, but they do this sh shady shit where they, they grab it, they, they post it on, like, a, f a fake Tumblr or whatever. And then he takes it from that Tumblr, like, oh, I found it on this Tumblr. Yeah. Oh, it's like a total railroad. Like, yeah. Right. It's just to cover his biting tracks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly what that is. Well, the interesting thing is, um, you know, you guys were, I don't know if you, you were aware of this at that point yet, but there was the Hipster Olympics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Remember yeah. that? A lot of that is a social pun to where, you know, kids who come from money and then they're uber creative and then they judge other people. Uh -huh. You know, that that's where that spirit comes from. It really is that New York isms where mm -hmm. it's like, dude, you don't work. Yeah. <laughs> all, all you do is just create. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you don't really necessarily fucking you, you always think you're above people. Yeah. Right. Like what mm -hmm. were they where they you just plain and simply judge people, right? Oh, I know, right. I know people but, like that. But but a, a big issue with that I'm Greg Berman. It's so terrible now with, with images mm -hmm. because it's just so you're just being lazy <laughs> with naming anything. So here's the Hipster Olympics, right? Contestants have been training year round inside lot buildings and dive bars all over New York City. And today is their big day. Of course, no self-respecting hipster would ever enter this contest, let alone admit to being a hipster in the first place. So we're forced to assume that our contestants' participation is strictly ironic. <laughs> And referee Wally Masters is giving the contenders a once-over. Now, he's checking that each contestant is adequately hung over. The Western shirt. The eyes, bedhead, rumpled clothing, the smell of alcohol. He's also examining each for the tightness of their pants, making sure any and all accessories are sanctioned. He's watching for an overall level of nonchalance and a reticent... It looks like as if, like, a fighter's about to go into the ring for body piercings or tattoos, and he also wants to see healthy gums. And, of course, no physical handicap. Oh, and it looks like Gideon is getting the boot early. He's failed the two-finger rule. That's right, Greg. Wooly Masters managed to get two fingers into that waistline, and Gideon is out of here. How does it feel to be disqualified so early on in the competition? I don't care. <laughs> Hipsters on their mark. <laughs> the hipsters aren't moving. May have been confused by the starting horn, and the referee is signaling the officials. I mean, this depiction of being overtly cool. Yeah. Right. Unaffected. And it looks like the officials are now text messaging the contestants that the race has in fact begun and that it's time for them to begin overcoming their hangovers. <laughs> They're not moving. 
So all they're we're off. They're all wearing sunglasses, and I think what starts it is coming up. Wally Masters presiding over his third hipster Olympics. Slow start today for the hipsters. <laughs> this contest may come down to oh, and number three is off. That's Nolan Shelby benefiting from a little jolt of Java. And what's this? Looks like the hipsters are coming together for some sort of pep talk. Perhaps forging an alliance? I like it. Exclusivity, Neil. That's what it's all about today. Oh, and there they go. Let's see that powwow again, thanks to the American Apparel Instant Replay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and it looks like illicit drugs have officially entered play. No surprise there, Greg. All contestants are required to be tested for drug use before entering competition. I would say Cali has got a nice head start to the ATM oh. where he's got to verify whether or not his parents' check has cleared. <laughs> And here's Larkin. the coffee cup. That was exactly my point about the uh, East Coast, you know, puns against hipsters. Uh -huh. It's like you guys aren't working. You're just waiting for mom and dad to give you fucking money. Yeah. And you're afforded to live in uber expensive New York. Uh -huh. Yeah. You know, so that's that's what socially the the shit that fucking fat Jew comes from. Oh, oh is he, that's his background. That's yeah, I mean, he's from I, New York, right? Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. I mean, how yeah. much time do you have to, <laughs> to fucking do all that? And yeah, I understand that when I watch 3 a.m. on Showtime, that that's you know their nightlife. But I feel like that's what he just does all day, right? But I think he has a team yeah, that he does has interns. that, and he blames them too. Yeah, Ugh. he has for, interns. Treats them like shit. No, yeah. but he, he he has them take the fall for any uh, joke stealing. Yeah, they're they're doing the Instagram yeah. stuff. So yeah, they're fucking up my brand. You know, though, could you say that? Well, I I read a lot of things too that when people observe him doing his own original stuff that he's just not funny. Yeah. So if he was funnier, do you think that he could? Kind of like get away with. Yeah, he could. With with kind of taking other people's no. stuff. He no, I mean, or you mean if people give him the pass? Like, people won't give him the pass. Not, like but he no. doesn't have enough. But in terms of, of fooling people, he'll end yeah. up on Joe Rogan's podcast in no time. Yeah. <laughs> he could be like like Tosh point oh, though. I mean, that's essentially what he does. With he just his does show, his or? he does commentary on on other. On other media or whatever, just kind of yeah. like you and know. Not all of them are probably his. He probably read some then and said, "Oh, made that joke." But when he was running, when he was running out of content, out of internet content, he would uh, like he, he would have to make some stuff up too. I mean, I guess he's he's kind of evolved into a better version. But you know, right. it's like, dude, you're just you know, if he doesn't have the content to talk about, then it's not funny. Yeah, and especially for giving credit, like. You know, when I post street art stuff, yeah, yeah. you know, if, if, if I truly don't remember or don't know, yeah. Yeah. I just put in sorry for the anonymous post. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I make sure that's put on. Right. Just to, so that way it eases because there's two people you have to give credit to the street artist and the photographer and who, and who took the photo. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's a big thing. And then I think, Zach, you you've been a proponent of using the repost app. Yeah. So the credit is already given there yeah. and it's so right. much fucking easier. Right. Yeah. Right. right. You just hit repost. Boom. It's done. Yeah. You know, so in this case, with, with the fat Jew for, for everyone, mm -hmm. you know, we'll start with the two stand ups. But do you start to forgive him now that he's starting to give credit? As Never. No. <laughs> no. No. Right. No. It just you're done. He just got caught. You're kind of, there's like one or two things that could happen in comedy. You could just do what Michael Richards did and just say the N-word a bunch of times and right. it gets caught on tape. Or you could steal a joke. And it's just like at that point, find the exit. Just escape. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I I don't forgive Carlos Mencia. So 
Like this, I don't, I don't give, <laughs> I don't forgive this piece of shit. And he's eviscerated to moneyland, but you can't be a stand-up anymore, right? Uh, he still does stand up. Like he, uh. he's he's got an ice house gig, I think, recently. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, he does. I saw yeah. him. I You're saw right. him on on uh, the morning news yeah. promoting stuff. Yeah. And he's not even Mexican. He's Honduran, isn't he, or something like that? <laughs> Honduran and white. Oh, you're talking white. about Carlos Mencia? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, oh. he's still doing stand up. He's yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about the fat I was like, no, you should not. Yeah. Yeah. For you guys, how do you guys feel? Do you forgive him now that that he's now that he's giving credit, or is it? No, because he would have kept going if he didn't get caught or didn't get called. Yeah, out I mean, truth. he. I think I think he's just, you know, I, I I do like I still do follow him, but you know, it's just to get, it's just for my own personal consumption. It's like just because it's like the it's like the the um, funneling of of fucking uh, shit. You know what I mean? It's like just like I don't want to give him credit for it or anything. I don't like anything or anything mm-hmm. like that. But it's just like all right. I mean, fuck so it. you're a ghost follower. Ghost follower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he's a curator, you know that's fine. Announce yourself as one. Exactly. And give credit. That's you're fine. The yeah. Buzzfeed of Instagram. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I just feel when it comes to the fat Jew. A lot of people will forget. Let me immediately answer it. I don't forgive him either. Yeah. I don't. I don't buy it. Yeah. But uh, to seg from that, I, I just feel a lot more people forgive him. The consumers forgive him more. Right, because they want the steady want, stream yeah. of entertainment. Right, mm-hmm. but the, but the entertainers are hard on him yeah. as yeah. they should. They should. Yeah. That's the big difference of the social tide. Where like in the older years, you know, the consumers. For our generation would be like, no, fuck you. You're a, you're, you're a fake piece of shit. I'm yeah. done with you. Yeah. Where with the consumers, I want to say 30 and under. It's like, well, I got my laugh on. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. I don't care. They still get something out of it. It's not tarnished by. There was that thing, though, with that food festival in New York where, um, you know, like there was a, a one of the organizers who put together like a I guess there was like a ramen party or some shit like that. And they were the the ones who put it together. They were promoting it and whatever. It turned into the fat Jews um, ramen party and they stuff. Yeah, and everybody bailed. So wow. which I thought oh, was wow. which I thought was really good. You know, I mean, they were just like, no, this guy is just he stole everything. He even stole our event. Wow, dude, the food people, man, they're maniacal like that. It's got to be like you know, the oh, food yeah. people yeah, are exactly. so snobby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're they're just as bad as like uh, music snobs. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like right. food snobs. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Terrible. So, yeah. I mean, and and good at the same time. <laughs> you know, because if you want impeccable fucking creative, it pushes uh, the bar up. Products. To, yeah. You know. Right. Um, yeah, and that's not even coming up yet. So it, it I got this from Gothamist. Dot com and the article is titled The Fat Juice Sparks Heated Ramen Controversy <laughs> at NYC Wine and Food Festivals. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, you know, they turned the event into the Fat Jew Party and, and all the all the people that were involved just bailed. Wow. So in other news, Spike Lee at the Oscars. Um, I, I do believe he's supposed to be nominated for like a career achievement award. Uh, long overdue. Right. I, I, it's hard to compare Spike Lee to any other American director, author, because because no, yeah. he's a mino- minority, right? And he had to go through the struggle during the analog era, right? Um, I think he was yeah. the first the first African American um, director to really make uh, his mark on Hollywood. Do you have an article for us? Yes, uh, this is 
basically saying seven of Spike Lee's most Oscar-worthy films. So this is kind of to let's to go share. through. Is it listed seven to one or one through seven? I don't think it's it's meant to be ranked, but. It's just the the more formidable. Seven. Number one is do the right thing. There you go. Oh. Well, it was nominated well, in 1990, should, best original screenplay. I shouldn't say number one. The first one mentioned. The first in the one article. listed. Yes. Correct. So do the right thing. Let's talk about that. Zach, have you had a chance to see it? Uh, I saw it when I was a teenager. I still remember the ice on the nipple part. <laughs> Rose, uh, dude, I should be nippling my ice because the weather's so fucking hot right now. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. I seen your nipple. Right. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, <laughs> nippling my ice. But I, it, it was only nominated for screenplay, you know? Yeah. What about best director, uh, best actor? He's nods, never not. won an Oscar. Ed. We're recording no. this episode during a heat wave, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a la do the right thing. Right, so yeah, yeah. do the right thing right. right now. We're just being a Congo line just rubbing ice on each other. <laughs> Actually, the only thing he won from them, I believe, in the very the first thing in his career was a Student Academy Award. Oh, oh, for oh, probably gracious. like one of those like she's got to have it or some it was shit like the, that. Prior to that, I forgot the name of the the short. It's like his yeah his introduction yeah. into film yeah. kind of yeah. thing. Hmm, cool. But he's been super critical of the Academy and rightfully so. Uh, let me do an ADD moment real quick. Instead of saying fuck yeah, you know how Vince used um, yuck fa? <laughs> I didn't see that. <laughs> That's what my reference was to nipp- nippling, nippling the ice. <laughs> so I, was just, I like to think that you just got excited about the word nipple, so you wanted no, to see it. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's one of the new mediated methods of expression. It's probably going to die three weeks from now. <laughs> but I just thought I'd share that and it would be on the radio. Let's and make we'll, a trend. We'll, we'll, we'll be the first ones to utilize it on there. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, with, with Spike Lee, I thought that was one of the most bravest things, uh, probably more shocking for your generation, Zach. It wasn't shocking. It was just like, oh, okay, this is like the black urban platoon. Here's mm. reality based stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and you would think it was like exaggerated. But if you look at the uh-huh. advent of the cell phones and everything on Shit. media right now, yep. he was just right on point. Yeah. Let's do the right thing. The movie where they had uh, the cop kill the guy? Radio like, Rahim. Radio yeah. Rahim. And, you know, Jay and I have had this conversation before uh, post-weed, so I probably <laughs> won't remember a lot. But, you know, living in a dense city like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. the tension. Yeah. Right? yeah. The heat. Mm-hmm. The cross-cultural. Yep. You know, I mean, like, dude, you know, uh, give me five D back. D, motherfucker, D. <laughs> yeah. You know this what I'm is, saying? What the be- fuck you? <laughs> this is Bed-Stuy prior to gentrification. Right. right. So there mm. was no lattes in there on that street. There were nope. no mm. hipster tight pants. This was like. There was a 40 and a Glock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you know, the, this it's so historic to see a fire hydrant being used yeah. as, as a city sport slash whatever in utility. <laughs> and they're, and they're like, for, they're like, uh, dulling out the the can that they use that they're going to use for the fire hydrant. I mean, they're like really preparing. It's not like, Oh, I, I, the fire hydrants up. It we're, we're just going to, uh, play with the water. No, they're like, they got their can. They were fucking edging it out and making sure that the hole is big enough and it's smooth enough to fit over the thing, over the the hydrant, you know. And this is like, I was like, wow, that's took a lot of thought and and, and passing down of information for that to happen, <laughs> right, yeah. you know. Yeah, because if Spike Lee was in L.A., 
you know, the, the, the cultures are so separate. It wouldn't feel as good a movie if it was done in, in such a no embargo way. culture yeah. versus a, a sardine culture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right? You feel True. it so hard. Half right. the movie would be them people driving. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm out of here. Right. Totally. <laughs> so the social implications is what's really tied and it still hasn't changed is the cops. Yeah. 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 You know, um, what was listed as number two, we'll go ahead and look into that. But that's just... Do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, that, man. That is, it's iconic. Yeah, yeah, significant, completely significant. Uh, next one is Mo Better Blues. Okay, I slept on this movie. Yeah, Me did. too. Never watched didn't, it. Didn't watch yeah. it. Who was, was there? A star black female in that? Uh, maybe Halle Berry. Maybe? I think Wesley. It, it was, says Denzel no, no. Washington was in it. Oh yeah, so. Denzel. It was Mo Better Blues. Okay, I think I, Halle Berry was it was in this. Right. So I didn't. I, I I'd rather watch her with Billy Bob Thornton going. Just make me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> Just make me feel good. Oh man! Next is Jungle Fever. Uh huh. Ah, Wesley Snipes. Another good one. I, I be honest, I did not watch that movie. I haven't seen it since like one of those American culture uh, classes. Classes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know. Spike likes to really touch on interracial relationships. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and in this particular case, uh, spoiler alert, you know, with a black woman, fucked around with someone on black, back to the black woman. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, all I can say is you should watch it for what you young fucks don't have to go through, where it's like mm -hmm. it, it was so... Oh my God, taboo! taboo. The black yes. dude is with a black with a white woman. Or right. just right. to have yeah. something so public, like a piece of Correct. art that reflected that right. type of relationship. I mean, right. I don't, and that's what's kind of people don't realize is Spike Lee brings to the forefront all these things that exist in our culture and our society, but people don't want to talk about or make something like a an hour and a half movie about right and two dirty elbows walking one's black and white ashy and one's like <laughs> caucasian skin with gray ashy elbows hand in hand walking together i don't know that felt kind of <laughs> weird <laughs> and a terrible analogy that's where we need jose with a car crash okay. um you want the next one is sure. uh malcolm x malcolm x oh denzel denzel Ooh. again oh uh, so is uh, a little long, but go ahead. I'm sorry, Zach. Sorry, is Spike Lee and Denzel what black or like the whites for like Scorsese and De Niro? Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's hard to compare. Oh yeah, Italian. But I, you could date Spike Lee back as to the people who made Nosferatu in the 30s and 40s, right? Because they just decided, you know, what, this is expensive. This is post World War One. But I'm going to create films. Like right now, we have the ease of buying a DSLR, two cameras, mm, yeah. good sound equipment. But back then, just like record, like recording for hip-hop music, yeah, you know, you had to pay for studio time. Yeah. You know, the equipment then wasn't cheap. No. It was heavy. You, know, had, you needed a big crew. And you had to buy film, actual film. That's yeah. expensive. Right. So it, you could go back as like maybe even like the Harlem Renaissance in the 20s that i mean that's how hard to it is scorsese yes for 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 yeah, speakship yeah. i'll agree but for him to put this shit out back then just i mean and i'm just talking about the expense i'm not even talking right, about right. the social yeah. implications or meanings yeah so to answer your question that was my long one <laughs> <laughs> did he answer it uh -huh. yeah he did okay uh, Kirkland, 
Quicklin. Don't even know. I'm yeah, thinking about that. toothpaste, <laughs> fucking uh, t-shirts. That's the '90s. Yeah, early yeah. '90s. I did not see it. It's it's, it's ca- continuing on the telling stories. Uh, uh, Alfie Woodard as and Delroy Lindo as struggling parents to five children. I think, I just, 70s. I, think I just remember that soundtrack more. So I think there's uh, a Fuji joint on there or something. Oh, I don't know. Next, next. Clockers. That was a good one. Not much for me to talk to talk about it. To be honest with you, man, this is really uh, making me realize. Like I thought I watched a lot of Spike Lee films, but I haven't. Like I need to go and and get caught up on this. Like, like uh, you know, it, it immediately comes to mind. You know, okay, do the right thing, Malcolm X, School Days. You know, but I'm like, oh yeah, he did do Crooklyn. He did do Clockers. And you guys haven't even said he got Game or like Inside Man. Oh, I I don't even I didn't even know that he did he yeah, uh, Inside he got Man. Game. Oh, I know he got Game was good, but what? this one I think these are because there's a range. They didn't want to get too like. Right. Specific Disney. about certain types of movies because they have this movie called Four Little Girls. Yeah, and that was also nominated um, for best documentary feature in mm-hmm. 1998. Four Little Girls. Yeah. Yeah. You did. What, what else do you have in the pipeline there on the uh, list? That's those are the seven. Okay. I mentioned. Uh, before, you know, as as we're starting to wrap, and we we're, we'll probably talk about Trainwreck for like five minutes as a movie in general. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you know, we're, we're train wreck primarily is about dating, right? Right. Yes. And and it's all primarily predicated on someone who's kind of like uh, uh, an incessant whore <laughs> <laughs> to a degree. So without saying her name, you, you guys can look up her name on Facebook. If but if you could just read, I'm I'm the one and on. Green. Uh, on green and she's the one on gray so i think i started on the top i'm trying to look for her apartment okay so it says okay 12 right yeah. go ahead and read the the bubbles in gray on the left zach you want me to do it yeah you're just gonna leave me all horny like this because i was joking with you really charles hello answer me seriously well fuck you then cry baby ass bitch so this took place. <laughs> this took wait, place. Wait, what happened? Okay, hey. so you. I'm, I'm explaining okay, it right okay, now. Okay, so okay, th- th- this is what took place That's right a great there. Teaser. Okay. <laughs> so with all the dating blues that we go through. Right. This is a chick I met. I'll show you guys a picture later on Facebook. Okay. Uh, half. I'm looking her up right uh, now. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, you saw her name, right? She yeah. All right. So yes. so she's like yeah. So she's uh, white, Filipino, and Japanese. That's a winning combo. So I, I ended up dating her while I was still in the Philippines. Okay. Um, I thought she was going to be one of two girls. I, I thought, it was, oh, this is going to be a long-term relationship. Wow. So anyway, she, she has a boyfriend, and okay. they're, they're in the midst of a breakup. Okay. So I, I get a call back. Um, and, you know, I, I drove all the way to North Hollywood. You know, we were already in Glendale. Mm-hmm. And I thought I was going to bone this chick. And... What happened was, uh, as you guys saw in the movie Trainwreck, the re- half of the reason why I loved it, because, you know, she's putting her dad in a retirement home. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like what I'm going through post after this whole fucking yeah. prostate cancer, mm-hmm. kidney failure bullshit. Mm-hmm. So right. she used a trigger word where she goes like, well, well, you're, you're allowed to blog, do radio, take care of your dad, do your video stuff because you're not working. And I'm just like, 
First of all, I edit and co-produce a show from 4 a.m. to 8 a.m. That income is gone. Yeah. Ever yeah. since taking care of this my my dad thing, and she all you know I gave her like a few steps uh-huh. uh, to either salvage herself or like you know calm down with Charles, right. and then uh-huh. she went to all the way like, you know well you must be interested because you drove all the way from UCI Orange to yeah. see me tonight, and right. I, and I'm like bitch I'm here on the weekends. Yeah. You know, yeah. because we, yeah. we don't want to pay for two more hotel days. Right. You know, so I just walked the fuck away. And this is sparking me to be Ari Gold Charles now. <laughs> no longer am I going to be Vinny Chase Charles. Yeah, man. I, 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 I'm so intolerant for bullshit. Yeah. So did you text back? I did it. You saw it. Yeah. You so, it. so you went. No, I didn't see the text back. I just saw her comments. Yeah, she, there's nothing after that, right? Yeah, that if you try to scroll up, there's nothing. Yeah, so you didn't text back. No, I didn't text back. So you went to her apartment. So we were about to fuck. You you did not find the apartment number, and she was being belligerent. No, that that that, that was at first, right? Okay. She was like, "How come you can't find the number?" And I walked into her apartment. Ten, eleven, twelve don't have numbers on them. Oh, okay. So by the time I got in, I'm already like. The fuck, dude? I'm like, are we gonna bone or what? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it got to a point where it was just like, you know what? Um, she was like throwing pot shots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, by the time we, we, I drove drunk. By the way, by the time we got drunk, and I was just like, you know what? I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. So I mean, she was literally naked. I, I, we were both naked. We were about to fuck, and I fucking stopped. I was like, you know what? I can't, I, I can't. I can't do this. Fuck this bitch. Wow. Fuck this hoe. Yeah. I am shocked. Yeah, dude. I'm, I'm starving for pussy, dude. You I know? am shocked. Wow. I, I just couldn't handle it because it, it triggered everything from, dude, I was trying to, this chick knows that when I went back to the Philippines, I couldn't get an internship. Yeah. I had $7,000 worth of microphones and, and a suit and my other Mbox and laptop stolen. Yeah, wow. she knows Struggle. what I've gone through, and I and she knows that I edit, you know, for like Jason Ellis and a bunch of other shows from four a.m. to eight a.m. So it's like, dude, how can you say I don't work? Right, I work part time so right. I can put us all on the good look. Yep, yep, you know, so that's my rant. Yeah, maybe, dude. maybe she just wanted angry sex from you. And she was like pushing your buttons. I, 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 I couldn't hang. You would have gave, gave her a black eye. I, I could, Not I, even angry sex, huh? I, I couldn't. Wow. I couldn't hang. Couldn't, oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't hang. I just. I'm so emotionally spent with this old dad thing. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, not gonna deal with it. So now. Wow. I, but I'm, good for you. No, good for you. Right. Yeah. I'm to pass a pussy. You go, girl. Yeah, that's what I was about to you say. Go, girl. I'm 23, and I don't think I would Fuck be ever. girl. Fuck him. No matter how many times I would have replayed that in the back of my mind, I don't think I would ever have walked away from that situation. You go, you got, you yeah, got that's yours, and then I'm left. Impressed. <laughs> I'm totally impressed. Is dude, this, I had, I, dude, I bought ri- a rhino pill Girl? two hours before <laughs> just to make sure I can last. Yeah, you know, wow. I mean, I was sick. So it was totally like in your head, dude. Like, fuck I, this. I bought a bottle of Kettle One and a <laughs> bottle of fucking uh, Jameson. Damn. I had fucking uh, uh, a spritzer for for the Jameson. I mean, for the uh, kettle. kettle One. Yeah. And they had um, Coke or some ginger. Shit. Ginger, ginger ale. ale. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I was set. I, it was going to be. <laughs> I was ready. Fuck Fest 2015. That's <laughs> like Charles's candles <laughs> with the rose oh. petal. Yeah. Yeah. At the whole house and no ho. Mango lube. 
No mango. No. No mango. No mango. That got left at home. (laughs) So for the portals that we're gonna go ahead and play this, um, we're gonna extend it a little bit past an hour. That's cool with you. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, in regards to uh, train wreck. Okay, so here's a clip, and uh, it, I think Charles oh, will like this one because this is uh, this is uh, w- one of the first times they uh, the the couple on screen has a fight. It's Amy Schumer and Bill Hader. Okay. <laughs> I don't want. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. You can go to your apartment. It's nicer than mine. No, look, my parents had a saying: "Don't go to bed angry. We're angry. Let's resolve this." Okay. Your parents weren't that happy. They're very happy. Fine, you want to talk about it? You want to get into it? Yes. But let's get into all yes, of it right please. now. Okay, let's do it. Okay. I'll start. You go down on me too much. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's selfish. No, it is actually selfish because, you know, you act, don't look like I'm crazy. You act like it's for me, but really it's just to show how great you are. Like you're always helping people. So I shouldn't go down on you as much? Don't try and spin this as a way to not go down on me as much. That's ridiculous. <laughs> of course I want you to go down on me that much. So take it down a notch? No, keep yeah. going down on me. I, forget this whole part of the argument, okay? <laughs> forget that. That's your species, Jovan. Uh, Just so you know, that's your species well, right there. Uh, okay, fine. I'll take it. <laughs> Thoughts on the movie first? I thought it was good. I mean, I was entertained, but uh, I think... Uh, I was expecting more from Amy Schumer. I think well, you she's know, hot right now. Too, yeah, right? she's hot, and you know, I thought she was gonna bring in a little bit more of that. You know, that shock. I mean, you know, her character does. You know, talk about that. You know, just like you're saying, you know, openly talking about like going down and not enough or whatever, whatever. But I don't know. I thought it, it kind of dulled out at the end. Yeah. You know, it was like back to back to being a normal woman. Right. You know. Uh, I I I felt the same thought I maybe I did have higher expectation I thought it could have been funnier and I was surprised that I I liked I thought Bill Hader was funnier in, in some of it than Amy Schumer he's a scene stealer Bill Hader <laughs> yeah. complete scene yeah. stealer dude like everything yeah. even the the clip you just played is yeah. like try I not go down on you like the way that he, <laughs> he vocalizes and the expressions it's just spot on so in a good way like Will Ferrell or like a bad way like he's I was just thinking the same way <laughs> I thought like a scene stealer in the sense of both Conan O'Brien and Will Ferrell light okay into a package yeah. it's yeah, subtle yeah. I think it's subtle you know yeah I, I love this i thought i thought it was funny i thought uh it was it was great that they uh made it the female uh mm-hmm. perspective of being uh you know not against commitment and not wanting to be tied down and there were scenes in this that had me both like laughing and cringing which was amazing like mm-hmm. right nip, nipple licking and shit like that you know like that was really crazy i, I think people like lens from uh, the layover show. Yeah, yeah. You know, she would appreciate a movie like this because mm. she goes through the dating life. Yep. I thought you would appreciate it. Yeah, it was funny. I thought it was really clever how they did the, the yeah, Amy Schumer's like trying to avoid being in a relationship at all. And yeah. then Bill Hader and LeBron are like, oh, yay, you <laughs> yeah, talk to her today. So the girlfriends, yeah. yeah. So Bill Hader's like the good boy. Yes. Yeah, yes. 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 Yeah. And LeBron is yeah. the good boy. And then oh, LeBron is. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about LeBron in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And then, but then Amy is basically like the player girl. I yeah. I, I, I love this movie. Really. I, I really <laughs> love this movie. I wouldn't buy it <laughs> on DVD. But he could relate. But I, I could. It's one of those like when Pulp Fiction came out, I just put it on a DVD. Uh, Cook 
do laundry and oh yeah i remember that scene uh, yeah. or just yeah. fall asleep every night right yeah. I, I think my expectations were i don't know if this is parallel to yours jay yeah when i saw bridesmaid bridesmaids uh-huh. oh you, there's some funny ass bitches out here yeah. right, yeah. right oh yeah. amy you're like the male anthony jeselnik yeah bring this shit yeah. right, yeah. right. I, I thought i kind of overhyped it for myself just because, like, it's with Judd Apatow. Yeah. yeah. What more better a person to collaborate right. with? And it's his better movie in the la- than the last, I don't know, two or three. Right. Um, I, I, I guess I'll say it. I did have a little bit of, like, Jezelneck Bridesmaids mm. expectation. Yeah. So yeah. by the time I saw it, it's good. I'm happy I saw it. Yeah. I'm happy Judd Apatow is still putting out these movies. Right. But, you know, I mean, <clears throat> is it worth watching to recommend people to watch it? No. But I liked it a lot. Yeah, the, 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 so the contrarian. Judd, the Judd Apatow, <laughs> the Judd Apatow lineage, though, it's just like, is it is is it in the best work? Is it in the top five? I no. I don't know. I don't think so, man. I think uh, if it was on HBO, yeah, for sure, I'd be like, watch it, but not. Oh, go to the theater and spend thirteen bucks. Mm, I don't know. You might want to double check. Right. That one. A- anything that could, uh, you guys well, think. Oh, I mean, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, what I wanted to ask you guys is, how did you feel about um, her whole uh, racism criticism uh, for for her act? Um, she she got called out in newspapers. Uh, they were like, "Well, you know, you're you're saying these racist jokes, and there's no really greater message to them on the screen." Or uh, it was ma- mainly for her stand up, but oh. then but then on, like people still pointed out a few little racial things in this movie. Mm. Good, but uh, yeah, like I mean, I I don't think she's racist, and I I don't think that she should be censored from from saying like here's some of the jokes like from her act where she she go well, um, I used to date Hispanic men, but now I prefer consensual sex. Oh yeah, she say stuff like that, you know, and you know it, it's people people thought it's just being re- really irresponsible. I think her. it just depends on the context. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean. Donald Trump said some racist stuff about like Asians and try to imitate like, oh, really? you know the China, right? Right, China. <laughs> that's that's terrible. Yeah. yeah, but and he made the same comment too with like Mexicans, Mexicans. are rapists and yeah. stuff like that. Right. So. Yeah, they were actually there's some article though. that was compare, comparing her to him, and I was just like, that's too much of a yeah. stretch. Well, yeah. one is running for public office, the other it does it for comedian for her exactly. craft. Exactly. Well, I've noticed with like Daniel Tosh, like that dude has had like whether it's the PR or anything like that, like his team is able to like represent him well because like mm-hmm. it doesn't seem as if, it seems as if he's handling it all like yeah, no one's much. complaining about him. Yeah, huh? he yeah, says he's, just as yeah. offensive things on his show. Right, yeah. dude. Daniel Tosh had this one bit where he was shooting at a football f- uh, field. Where one side of the field were a bunch of people holding a giant vagina, oh, and then one, right. one side of the uh, the same section had like a giant penis going in and out of the vagina. So uh, I'm a fan of Daniel Tosh, and that's pretty fucking offensive. Yeah, yeah. If, if you think about right, it. Yeah. I, no, I, I don't know. In regards to Amy Schumer, I think that's where it's just we're in the world and society where everyone has an opinion, and the uptight people who don't live are fuckheads. <laughs> that's what it is. Well put. <laughs> Signing off. Yeah. Plug one too, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>